Hello, I'm Tam. And I'm Mortal. And this is the Hidden Egg Podcast, where we talk about vulnerability. Hello, hello. Um, Welcome so back. We start the thing out with the shout-outs, and I hit it. Okay, there it is. Um, so, since the last episode, or on the last episode, well, not all of them are on the last episode, we had Jake, um, who really enjoyed listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks, Jake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had Dennis Gorbanov again, who is happy to see that I'm growing. Um, I think on another article, he also mentioned that he's like really interested in seeing how the podcast dynamic is going to affect the medium dynamic because I'm now kind of multitasking. Mm-hmm. I have been multitasking, unbeknownst to anybody, because like most people just stick to the medium thing but like it is an interesting it is an interesting mix because I don't know how long this is going to last like we've been doing it for a while now well like two weeks two and a half well this is number five this is number five so this is one month oh it is four weeks now yeah yeah because we had an extra episode in there this is the fourth week I don't know if we can say we've accomplished a month just yet. But I also don't like to give myself credit for stuff, so maybe don't listen to me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you Good said that they hadn't paid for the membership yet, and that's why they weren't getting into the articles. But now they have. They I also have it on, on good authority that they are now able to put things behind paywalls. Hell yeah. Yeah. You get some, You Good. Uh, and then they also, You Good also mentioned that Okay. Oh, good news, you good. I do not have my shoes on today. <laughs> and that will be true most of the time. Last time we just kind of rushed into it, and as soon as I got home from work, we were basically recording immediately. But my toesies are free and happy to be free. And the idea of feelings oozing out from between our toes is kind of gross to me. I don't know about you. That sounds natural to me. That's disgusting. Anyway, um, so... And they also gave some some more stuff about vulnerability from their perspective that we're we're probably going to want to put into some element of the podcast because like making a new account because she was too vulnerable on her last account that that seems kind of relevant. It's absolutely relevant because we're doing a podcast on vulnerability and I I think I've said it before but like I don't want the focus of this just to be on just be more vulnerable because there's <laughs> going to be ways that being more vulnerable is going to get you screwed sometimes and you know you could uh has lived through one of the unfortunate examples of that and so you know i totally get that but we need to be able to keep that in mind when having these conversations is that you know be vulnerable but safe but then with that um she also kind of gave us another idea for another podcast in the future um, so I'm going to be saving this particular image of the comment because that's what I do now. Um, so that when when we do cover that, we have a, a reference for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie also was not offended that I, you know, forgot to call her out. I just didn't put any of the Mastodon stuff on the list last week, um, and. She said it was definitely a pick-me-up. So thanks, so. Carrie. We appreciate that. Um, there's you good again. 
Oh, right. Oh, right. Because um, I had a, a, a thing of vulnerability myself with the accidental, accidental monster. Uh, late last year, I struggled with the idea of connecting my four accounts because I have four accounts on Medium. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge step in vulnerability. We had a lot of conversations about it before you did so. Yeah. It was, it was difficult to take that step for you. Yeah, and I, I actually talked with you good about it too at the time. And, and she was saying that this might be another good idea for a topic for an episode. It could be an entire episode just talking about what you went through that time. It sounds weird to me because that seems arrogant that anybody would care about my specific experiences for 40 minutes straight. But that's... Well, it doesn't matter if anybody cares about it. We'll do it. And if anybody <laughs> does care about it, they'll listen to it. Okay. That's all, all right. we got to worry about. All right. And then we got uh, It's Always Right Now, which I I think his name, he's mentioned it multiple times. Um, I'm just terrible just with names. Calling I think right his now. name is Roland. If I'm wrong, I'm super sorry. I have a terrible memory, but uh, he said uh, that it's monstrously interesting. I love how he does that. That's cute. Um, But that he struggles with the length, and I don't know what to do about that, because I I feel like 45 minutes, give or take, is it's long enough for us to get to a point. Because we might ramble. Because we might ramble. But it's also short enough. Yes, 45 minutes is actually short enough then it's bite sizable ish because we can go on like for hours we could we have uh i have little time to do that sometimes now but um but anyway uh it's always right now did say that they were maybe going to be able to use that to go on longer walks so uh, i wish you the best with that being active is certainly a good thing to do that i don't do as often as i should if we do decide to have like hours long episodes we'll probably need to like put little intermissions in at least (laughs) but we've talked about possibilities for a bit of a longer form content that we may bring to the future yeah yeah maybe i don't know what we'll do about shorter i'm sorry i'm mumbly i'm really trying to project i promise yeah he's like half the distance from the microphone that i am i'm eating this mic i just have one of those weird voices that doesn't penetrate unless i get really passionate and then it's bad your your voice is like well to me it's it's like this beautiful seductive low whoa. tone to it <laughs> whoa <laughs> too much too many too many compliments yeah. <clears throat> uh, all right we'll get we'll get back to the shout outs yeah, 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 uh akin moses wishes us all the best with our writing and pod well with my writing and podcasting i don't know if he's read your writing yet not many people have uh, my writing's yeah, hidden. It's hard to find. It's not. Ne- it's not necessary. <laughs> it is not a prerequisite for the podcast. I promise. Uh, Jenny Lane. Thank you, Akeem. Jenny Lane says that that she was finally able to listen on her phone when she's not around her computer by opening in Chrome the uh, the link to play through the browser. Now I haven't changed the links over yet, but I have gotten everything set up on RSS.com now. And I will be changing the links, so it may not need that workaround to work anymore. So if anybody has any any issues with it, let me know. This particular episode will be uploaded on rss.com with that link. So it may be a slightly different process. We'll, we'll figure out the kinks when we get to them. And Jenny Lane was also very sweet and said that we were calm and kind. And thank you very much for that, Jenny. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then Miss Peach, which she's been away for a while. I noticed that I hadn't seen her in a long time, but I, I, I kind of thought that she just dropped off because sometimes people do. Sometimes people lurk. But she's back and she's listening to the podcast. So, welcome hey, back, Miss Peach. Welcome back, Miss Peach. Good to have you in here. Uh, and then Sierra and Lane, who I believe, no, they're not the last, last comment. I have a little bit from someone else, but theirs is most definitely the longest. I, I love his comments. Yeah, Sierra, and, uh, your comments are very well thought out and interesting to read, and I, I adore actually reading them. I did get to reading um, your comment from last week uh, on anger, and um, I'm going to... We're definitely going to keep that in mind uh, as a whole episode on anger. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, thank you. And I don't, I don't know that we have time to really read out all of the different things or even respond here on all the different things that he went into, but I just, I think it's amazing. And if anybody's listening and interested, go back to last week's episode and find his, his, um, his comment on the Medium article, because it's it's a doozy, but it's very insightful, and and I just there was a lot to say. Well, it is Medium. It's reading, uh, social media site to begin with. So you know, if you're not here for reading, then what are you here for? <laughs> well, um, but well, I might go back and, and respond myself, Sierra. And I I don't know if you knew this, but um, this this uh, podcast series is now available on different platforms. Like podcasty platforms, like our podcast yeah. series. Yeah. Oh. I haven't put it on on like Pandora or iHeartRadio yet because that's all I have to do that stuff manually. But yeah, it's it's on it's on some places. Like, okay, if I ask you where, it sounds like that crazy weird stuff where you like, where can you find it? And it's all <laughs> advertising, but. I do want to know, but I'm now feeling awkward about it asking on air. So thank you for showing me a visual. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to read them out because of my current awkward feeling. So I'm not going to. Okay. If you want to, you're allowed to. Well, it doesn't It's definitely me. on Spotify and Amazon Music at the very least. And I did actually get it put on Apple Podcasts, but I haven't, I haven't had the time to test to see if that actually puts it on iTunes as well. I don't know. There's, there's so much I don't know, and that took me so much that I haven't even gotten to the other six yet. Wow. I know. It's, it's, it's kind don't, of Don't lot. overdo it. You know? I am I mean, not. Take care of yourself. I am not. I'm just, I, I want to get it out there, you know? I understand. But, yeah. So, uh, and the last comment, oh, I forgot. Go back over there. The last comment was from Lorna Delon, and, and she said, and again, if I'm butchering names, please somebody let me know. Uh, and she was just really, like, she just likes the fact that she can, it feels like she can join in any moment, at any point, which is, is what she has historically said about this. It just sounds like... Homie. Yeah. Like, Comfy. Like, we're just having a conversation right next to her, and she just doesn't talk to us <laughs> i mean you can at least talk at, i when i listen to podcasts i certainly respond out loud myself yeah so. yeah you absolutely can do that and of course comments and stuff and comments and stuff okay so 
thank you all so much for your comments. I so appreciate the engagement. That's very, very, very sweet. Um, it fills my heart. Yeah, you know, that comment section took a lot less time than it did last time. So we have a little bit more time this episode to actually talk about the meat. Partially because I wasn't trying to read them. And partially because I, I completely <laughs> forgot about this one thing um, that we wanted to talk about. Where are my things? Because um, Carrie wrote a thing. I put it somewhere. Oh, that's not... Uh, I want the reading list. <laughs> we apologize for the minor delay in getting to what we were talking about. But Carrie did write an article on vulnerability. And uh, I really liked it. What? Somebody is home. Pause this for a second. Sorry, folks. And we're back. Which is nothing for you because it just happened within an instant, dear listener. But that was a little awkward for us. It was super awkward. And I feel like we should be a little vulnerable about that. Yeah, I really wanted to, while, while we were waiting for all of that, I really wanted to edit out the... Um, I saw. I, know. I saw you, you looking at it like, hmm, can I edit out No, I actually clicked on it and started listening to pieces and messed up the pause entirely. I had to re-hit record and everything. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that. Um, but yeah, because, you know, we're just people doing this. And so, like, life keeps happening. And, you know, uh, not calling you out here, Tam, but, you know, you had you wanted to have a thing up that you didn't have up and it was a little awkward trying to find it. Yeah. And then also one of our housemates made an appearance yeah. because we didn't close off the room we're recording in because we're silly. So I wanted to be vulnerable about that. That was just some silliness that happened. If you think this is weird for me to repeat, please let me know. <laughs> if not, if you appreciated it, then let me know that too. Or just don't. It's fine. No pressure either way. You just be you and find smiles. Okay, I'm ready to continue. Okay, so Carrie did this article uh, on the 14th, nine days ago, called The Cost of Vulnerability. And I'll, I'll link to that in the article also. Um, and if I can, I'll try to link to it on the RSS feed page thingy. But we, we read through this article and, and it seemed to fit what we were talking about today. And today's main topic was why be vulnerable at all? Like, why do it? Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and one of the things that what uh, Carrie said in, in the article was, you know, is, vulner is being vulnerable really that bad? And then she went on to kind of observe how people don't want, they don't seem to want to be vulnerable. They don't seem to want to reach out and just say hello to other people that maybe they don't know all that well. Yeah, actually there's a specific line that Carrie has in there. Girl, scroll, scroll just a tiny little bit. That's probably way too much. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> um, where I watch 
people completely close themselves off to the people and the world around them and it's heartbreaking and I so fully understand and agree with that that being said there's people that you know struggle with agoraphobia and can and social anxiety and stuff like that and it, it can be difficult to just be like hey just get out there but at the same but at the same time a lot of people a lot of people that you can run into are, are really just looking for other people to be positive with it doesn't may not look like it a lot at the beginning but there's a lot of people out there that are really just trying to do the best they can and do the best they can for those around them there's also some closed-minded shitty people too so yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things I actually stated in my comment on that article was that like there are hate groups, right? And those hate groups make it difficult to want to go outside because you get, you, you, you become fearful, you know, of those hate groups. But in doing that, you actually end up being vulnerable or being susceptible even to other hate groups picking you up so that they can protect you by making you hate the hate groups that you were afraid of. Yeah, uh, I don't have data to back this up at this particular moment, but I've read enough to know that there's a bunch of young white men that are just being rounded up by white supremacists to and told that like all the pain that they're feeling is caused by, I mean, it's the same shit that Hitler did in the fucking 30s. So, like, you know, it... It, it, being able to prey upon people's weaknesses and turn them against others is something that happens when you're just looking to com to to, uh, to be part of a community. Um, which is why I just advocate that we just don't hate anybody. We just we just don't need to really hate anybody. I, I think hate's too much effort. Hate is a lot of effort. Like you could spend that effort on yourself, on making yourself there happier. There are so many other things to do. People you love. Yeah. With that hate effort. In my opinion. I don't want to take away anybody's feelings. You don't want to take away anybody's ability to hate. I, I don't, actually. There's things that I hate. I fucking hate coleslaw. That's true. You do hate coleslaw. kind of hate ketchup, too. Yeah, you hate ketchup, too. But, you know, I'm weird. It's fine. I hate mint. Um. All right, so we're all weird in our own ways. But I really did think... I'm going to jump in real quick. I really did think another poignant point uh, from Carrie's article was the... I'm going to go ahead and read this whole paragraph out loud. Is that okay? Okay. Um, when you're already alone, maybe you're fighting a dark place, but you're risking nothing. You stand to gain. The worst that can happen is that you find that the person isn't your favorite person, but you've lost nothing. So why not keep trying? In that last sentence, so why not keep trying? That, I think, is where human strength is really found, is being kicked back down by the world so often, but still getting up and dusting yourself off, making sure you're taking care of yourself and trying again. I think that's really important to put out there. I agree. I agree. So thanks, Carrie. Also, you're sweet. So that 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 factors into the the first reason that I found because I did research. You know me. Mm. That's how I come up with these outlines for the for the podcast. I I the first one was really that it helps you to connect to others. That's why people that's like the most common reason that people will say that you should learn to be vulnerable because being able to connect to others in all relationships builds intimacy and trust between people yes so much so so much i do you mind if i go on a tangent yeah, go on ahead. uh you don't have to believe this necessarily dear listener but i spent a good 
period of my uh, like early adulthood and young adult life um, just really like suppressing the hell out of everything that I really thought or wanted. Um, I found that being a people pleaser was a lot more comfortable of a place than worrying about what it was that that I wanted or needed or felt bad or good about. And so I, I really lacked in vulnerability. I wasn't showing my ass, showing myself to people in such a way that they could learn who I was. I didn't even know it was a problem, actually, until until Tam figured out that I wasn't really showing myself very much and started kind of beating on that wall and saying, there's stuff in here. At least look <laughs> at it yourself, mortal. And I've been trying to for the past, like, seven years just look at it myself. And um, the connections that I'm making now with other people, they're so much more colorful or engaging than the ones I had when I was 20. Because as much as I'm getting to know them, like, I always, like I've always gotten to know people, they're starting to know things about me. They're starting to be able to say things that matter to me. And that's kind of new for new people. It's really funny um, that you came from that direction because I came from, objectively, a more childish perspective. Because, like, when, when I was younger, I had to... I, I was almost, like, too vulnerable. I trusted too much. And it wasn't like I trusted in an innocent way. I trusted in a way that was, like, I used all of the secret things that I should have been able to protect inside of myself and love inside of myself. And I used those as weapons. <laughs> I used my, my vulnerability as weapons against other people. Which, it, it, it sounds like it should be impossible, but uh, I don't know how to ex exactly explain and express how it's possible to you. I'm just going to let you know that's what happened. It's complex. <laughs> of course. And maybe we'll get into it at some point. Maybe time. at some point we'll or get into that. Or maybe you'll write an article about it sometime. Maybe. I don't know. But it's, it's really interesting that we're now doing this vulnerability, po uh, vulnerability podcast because we... We do come from very different backgrounds as far as vulnerability goes. We come to this topic from very different perspectives as well. So that's part of the reason why I think I thought it would be an interesting topic yeah. for the podcast yeah. for the two of us to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, my story, the reason why I brought it up is why be vulnerable is because there's things that you can experience that you can't prepare yourself for you can't envision happening and so if you have the strength and the faith in yourself to be able to pick yourself back up from any damage that you sustain from being vulnerable you can find experiences and people and communities that you never thought existed before yeah because a lot of what my banging on the door of your ever closed self it was just a wall there was no door okay the the wall most of like what i brought to you during that time was was me being like look i know that you don't want to feel the pain you don't want to feel the anger you don't want to feel the guilt and the betrayals but like the less you allow yourself to feel those things the less you're actually feeling of the joys and the happies and the loves and the euphorias and the excitements 
Yeah. You can't have one side without the other side. And you can't shut off one side without shutting off the other side. That was true. I was pretty shut down in a lot of ways. Me, on the other hand, I felt them too much. Yeah, well. I was a little too free-spirited with my emotions and needed to, like, find a balance because you can't be ruled by your emotions. It's, it's one thing to be vulnerable. It's another thing to be irresponsible with what you're feeling. Right. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's pretty uh, uh, delicate. It's a pretty delicate thing because your emotions are going to lie to you in certain <laughs> ways. You know, they're going to tell you facts that are incorrect, but they'll always tell you exactly how you're feeling mm. about those facts. And it's very important to realize that one is very important to you, at least personally. And the other stuff maybe could be benefited by a little bit of a rational eye and moments. But, like, how you feel is important. It, the, the facts leading up to justifying how you feel aren't necessarily always going to be real. Because your brain comes up with that shit just to justify things, to protect you. I don't know why I'm saying things anymore. <laughs> Ever? At all? Kind of. But, you know, let's keep going. It'd be great. So another section of things um, that the internet says are reasons for why to be vulnerable are for your general well-being. Because being vulnerable reduces your stress. And we all know that reducing your stress helps your physical self in so many ways. Did the internet happen to indicate how being vulnerable reduces your stress? Yes, because you confront the issues that are stressing you out. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And thus learn how to cope with them in better ways. So, like, being vulnerable in such a way that you... You can look at what is bothering you. And if you're trying to be invulnerable, you wouldn't look at the things that are affecting you. Right. You might you wouldn't want to see them as weaknesses. You might play video games to, to run away from them or drink or other drugs or do something so that you don't have to feel how you're feeling. But your body, like our feelings happen in our body. They're not just in your mind. You can shut them off in your mind and they're still going to town on your body. Your, your body is still holding that trauma hmm. which is weird but it's provable they have proven that this is true okay i'm a little concerned about anything being proven as fact because i understand other stuff will probably try and prove it as not fact that that emdr uh therapist that that i i tried out i didn't actually do it but that's all that she did and when i found that out i was like no nah, I, I need somebody that i just want to talk to for a little bit um yeah, that's one of her, like, things. She had, like, this whole... I, I have it screenshotted somewhere. I didn't think about it, but... That's okay. Yeah, that, that like, it's it's a proven fact. And that's why EMDR works. Mm -hmm. Because it takes the pain from the places of the body and actually reduces your, your physiological stress that happens beneath your awareness by taking it out of your body, back into your consciousness, and then teaching you how to cope with it in healthier ways. Okay. It's real weird. The brain is weird. The, the brain feelings, is weird. Feelings are weird. Feelings are also weird and beautiful. But it, it also helps, uh, being vulnerable also helps your well-being by helping you to know yourself better and raising your self-esteem. Mm. I agree with that. Because when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, whether it's just with yourself or others, then you do absolutely learn more about yourself. You yeah. learn 
more about your boundaries and everything. Yeah. What you, brings you happiness. You grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, the other major one was that in a job, if you are vulnerable with, obviously it's a little different being vulnerable with like a boss or your coworkers, but if you can allow yourself to be vulnerable, like taking responsibility for the things that you've done wrong, which you are very good at this I have so aspect, much to say about this. Um, it shows that you are taking responsibility for your faults and thus you are then more trustworthy as a result. Which is not what normal people would consider as the result. No, I, and I see it all the time. Uh, I've been with my corporation for roughly a decade, a little bit more now. And uh, one of the things that I found in this and many of the other jobs that I've held in my life is that when I make a mistake and then I tell the manager I made a mistake, they are thrilled. <laughs> They're ecstatic. They're like, really? Well, we can fix that super easy. And I'm like, I kind of expected that you probably have some sort of a process to fix this mistake. And they were like, thank you for coming to us. And I'm like, yeah, what else would I have done? We needed to fix the mistake. Apparently, most people just hide that shit and don't ever tell anybody about it. And now after watching people for this long, like I see that all the time to the point where I've now just stood up and said, this mistake was my fault, even though it was somebody else's fault. <laughs> Because they're going to try and hide it. And then that's going to bring conflict into my work environment. And wow. that makes me unhappy. And so I bring as much comfort to my work environment as I can. Yeah. To his, to all the people that work with me. Because that's how it brings me comfort. Because I'm really a selfish asshole. So it almost sounds like doing it at work actually helps for your well-being and the well-being of all of your co-workers. I don't know that it's super successful in that regard, but that's the intent that I have with it. Hmm. And I have no problem at all with telling somebody that I fucked something up. Because guess what? Fuck up some shit. I know. <laughs> it and happens. It's, 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 it's really all this like weird... It's like this weird expectation for people to be perfect all the time. Yeah, and... I don't know if this is true for anybody else, but I know that for me, um, when I fuck something up, when, I'm sorry, I keep, maybe I shouldn't curse so much on this podcast. I'm going to keep doing it, though. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, when I make a mistake, I hate myself for it. I berate the shit out of myself. I have this constant stream of vitriol and anger that just plays through my mind louder than anything else I can do. And so anybody else that wants to tell me that I screwed up and how bad I am for it, it means nothing to me. Because, trust me, I am far more savage to myself in my head. He really is. So, like, uh, I think that people's self-judgment, this is just a hypothesis, basically, I think people's self-judgment is what really is the thing that prevents people from being, you know, vulnerable about their mistakes. About I think you're right. Doing the fuck up. They're, they're, they're so afraid that what they're already hearing from themselves will happen from somebody they respect or care about and or are afraid of. I, I think on top of that, a lot of it is that we don't want to confront that part of ourselves. Sure, yeah. And so because it's scary enough as it is. And so why would I want to confront somebody else saying the same thing that this part of me I don't want to confront is going to say? Because that just gives it more power. Makes it real yeah. in a certain regard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what happens a lot. 
I don't know why I got lucky in the way that, like, somebody else telling me I'm a piece of shit means nothing to me because I'm already telling myself I'm a piece I mean, of let's shit. be honest. You're but not like, super lucky in that, you know, you haven't found a way around your self-hatred demon. No, I haven't. I just, I've learned a couple of coping tactics that keep him somewhat satiated. I have a few aspects of myself that I regularly sacrifice to sate his bloodlust. <laughs> And he sometimes smiles at me now. Oh, that's nice. That's kind of a joke. Yeah, so... I just pretend. I, I think it's more that you have a... Th- ah, you have this trade-off. Sorry, the microphone um, usually is balanced by my purse on this end, and I didn't I didn't do that this time because I Interesting. Forgot. So janky. I love it. <laughs> I know. That's fantastic. <laughs> we're professionals. Uh, we're garage professionals. <laughs> Not even. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I guess we'll kind of move on to the other section of this. Yes, there's another section of why to be vulnerable, and that is why not? Because if you're going to look at things of why you should do a thing, you should also be able to understand when it's okay to not do that thing. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, you know, oh, I'm going to be really uncomfortable trying to come up with rules I have follow. three. I have three. I'm so glad. And and I I couldn't think of any more, and I don't know how to research it. So it wasn't it wasn't Google backed this time. Okay, so this is just you so and this me is talking. Just, this is just my. So dear listener, don't take our words as fact. Right. Yeah. So the first one, I would say, and and actually, I'm I'm this is the second one on my list, but the first one I think we should probably go over is if if you're emotionally overtaxed or otherwise your mental health is just not up to snuff to do that so like in those instances where you're looking at your big self-hatred demon or you know whatever is is judging you and you're in a depressed place yeah maybe that's not a good time to be vulnerable that's that's a good time to find people that are trustworthy and maybe you can be vulnerable to them but it could be a time for like self-love or Right. Just basic self-care. If you're into video gaming, basically turtle up and heal. Right. It, it's not necessarily something that I would advise everybody to do willy-nilly because there's a lot of really serious mental health needs that... Need to be addressed. That, need to well, be helped. The depression or that the vulnerability could really worsen. Mm-hmm. The depressed person could very easily spiral into a suicidal ideology from one vulnerable experience possibility and so i would i would say and it's my opinion and i'm not a professional but i would say that is one of the big like just just maybe maybe don't do it on your own maybe get a therapist or some some other person to help guide you through being vulnerable in if you're if you're also dealing with a mental illness yes if you have available to you a trained professional or you can get one available to you then that would be the best place to start if you don't have that available to you because healthcare is not cheap a trusted friend somebody that you that has that has been doing good by you for years if not decades right at least talk with them about it because especially if you're not if you are not in the best state then you're already vulnerable if right. you are low in a, in a, a mental point. health capacity, then you're kind of being forced into vulnerability. You have a place where 
you could be attacked and it would do serious damage. And so when I think I think vulnerability is a choice. That's the time when you can choose vulnerability and you feel capable of making that choice, then that's the time you can really choose that. Otherwise, if you're if you're if you're not in the best place and you do need to turtle up and heal, sure be vulnerable to people that you you know and you care about and you know care about you. Right. But maybe not strangers. But like even people yeah. who Yeah. But even people who aren't dealing with mental health issues i think it's still important to note that like it's okay if you're not feeling up to it to not right sometimes and actually yeah i, I really support that because like okay uh, it's gonna be kind of a d- d- duality again as everything is it seems like um but you, you gotta kind of go with your gut like how you feel about it like yeah. if you're talking with somebody well, and you have you 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 understand that you currently have the option of vulnerability, but you have a gut feeling that tells you that maybe you shouldn't do this, I don't know. Maybe give it a second thought. And I I see you saying well, and that's the duality I'm talking about because sometimes you do have to go against the gut right. feeling. Right. And I get that, but if you're I don't not know, used to being vulnerable, then that gut feeling is going to keep you from being vulnerable. Right. But each each human experience is its own progression of different stat points. And so it's going to be very difficult for anyone to give anyone else advice along <laughs> that path. Because, like, some of it's going to have to be trial and error. You're going to have to see how your psyche responds to certain things and then learn how to deal with it when it responds in well, that I mean, way. That's, that's kind of why I'm just saying, like, even if you're not mentally ill uh, in in some way like it's okay in in a moment it's it's really just important to note how many moments are you having and if if it becomes a consistent thing where you just can't be vulnerable ever or you're you're very rarely being vulnerable then either reevaluate that mental health thing or reevaluate that maybe you're not honest with yourself about how capable you are of being vulnerable like there's one of those two has to be true because we are vulnerable creatures by nature. Mm-hmm. We squishy. We are squishy. We squishy. And squishy. we're very, we're very uh, social creatures. So, like, not being able to share our vulnerable selves with other people on a fairly regular basis doesn't have to be all the time, but regular enough. Like, that's gonna take its toll. So, if you're not able to do that, I would say that maybe that's a time where you know reevaluate why you're not able to do that and go from there. Right. And also, you know, you feel like whether there are people out there that can be very alone, that have long periods of time where they have, you know, basic solitude and they're fine. Like, it's not a lot of people. It's a pretty good, but on the spectrum, there is an extreme. And so, you know, if you, I'm just trying to acknowledge every person in the world. I don't and think you can anyone, do that. Like, make sure no one feels left out of this. That's all I'm really trying to do. Okay. Well, maybe it's not necessary. I, yeah, I don't I think don't it's know. super okay. necessary. Well, anyway. Um, another one of the reasons why you shouldn't be vulnerable, like moments that 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 it's okay to give you a free pass of not doing vulnerability, no, don't do the work, is when you're around untrustworthy people. So, as an example, you're basically saying if someone has been spouting racist, homophobic um, shit over in the corner for 15 minutes you can go ahead and exclude them from your vulnerability no because that doesn't necessarily mean that they were untrustworthy just be if you're not one of those people that they're hating against then how can you say that that's untrustworthy 
not I, they they're obviously trustworthy enough to spout their opinions so you're not getting the lies i'm talking about people who manipulate you people that may actually tell you what you, what you think you should be able to hear out of a trustworthy person but then do something completely different than what you expected with that information like like what one of my exes did where you know they convinced me that they wanted to stay with me while they were actively emotionally torturing me to make me leave right they were trying to push you away and in those moments if i could go back to that previous version of myself i would explain to myself look you see how how he's saying this but then doing that that means that he's not trustworthy and you shouldn't be so vulnerable to him actually yeah i've uh heard somebody recently talking about how they were taking um notes themselves about like a journal they were journaling and they were with somebody that was abusive and then they went back through their journaling and saw page after page of making excuses for their partner being an asshole basically and then apologizing and saying it will change and it never changing and it's just the same cycle over and over and over again and it was looking at that time range seeing that that was happening that convinced this person to decide to leave mm. the abusive person and so, yeah, absolutely. Try and take stock, see if things are happening in a cycle like that. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. I, I know a lot of abusers, and I, I, I don't use the term loosely here. A lot of abusers will talk about how you should be more open to them, how you should trust them. Oh, that, the... that, is, that is one of the things that people say in abusive relationships. And the one that's saying it usually isn't trustworthy and that's why they're trying to drill into your head that you should trust them because they know that they shouldn't be trusted they know that they're manipulating you they know that they're lying to you but they want you to believe them anyway and those are people it's totally okay to not be vulnerable with set boundaries with them mm -hmm. or leave you know the boundary could be get out of my life but one way or another there needs to be some kind of boundary to where you can protect yourself and from the people that are actively trying to take advantage right of you. exactly yeah absolutely maybe just maybe not yeah don't be vulnerable with them at all i mean it, it's it's okay if if you're you know if you've made a calculated decision okay i'm going to be vulnerable in this way with this person that isn't really trustworthy but i want to test myself i want to see what happens I understand, but it's totally fine if you see a untrustworthy person and you don't want to be vulnerable with them, don't be vulnerable with them. Totally fine. Mm -hmm. Totally understandable. Probably not a good idea to be vulnerable with them anyway, unless you know what you're doing. Like, you know that they're untrustworthy. You know that they're probably going to hurt you. Because I've done it. Because trust is something you have to extend to people sometimes for them to either piss it away or make use of it. Right. Can I go on a little bit of a tangent sure. based on this? Sure, sure. So what we're saying by having a, a vulnerability podcast is going to be potentially similar to people that are trying to take advantage of you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So if you don't trust us because we're asking for your vulnerability, I totally understand. And I don't hold that against you at all. And I still wish you the best of luck. I, you don't have to keep listening. You can. You're allowed. But I don't know why you would if you don't trust us. Um, <laughs> now, Tam and I know each other well enough to know that we're not, we're not, we're not, no intention of taking advantage of anybody. Nope. So I don't think 
I hope that by the two of us, if either one of us did start to veer into territory like that, that the other one would be able to call it, call the other one out on it. So hopefully we won't get to any point where we are trying to take advantage of people. But I want people to be vulnerable because I think that it'll show you your best life. But I also don't want you to be vulnerable with the people that are going to be assholes, that are going to take advantage of you, that are going to actively intend to harm you. That kind of leads into the third category of reasons to not or events that you shouldn't maybe be vulnerable. And that is when it's sensitive information. Sure, yeah. Don't share your social security number. Don't share your social. Don't, don't share your credit card numbers. Don't screenshot your fucking credit card numbers on your social media. That's stupid. Don't do it. Don't share your medical information. And in some can. In some cases, don't even share your name or address. Yeah, I won't. I won't be sharing my name for a while. Um, yeah, there's a new visual novel game. That's a, a tax assistant dating simulator. What? And I believe, if the tiny bits that I've heard of are true, that at one point it says, "Is this your actual social security number?" So I don't know. <laughs> But it's anime girls, and so it was funny to me. Anyway, don't share your personal information online. Right. It's a pretty basic rule, I think, at this point of internet security, but, you know, it never hurts to keep reinforcing Yeah, but there's basics. still people that, like, they're trying to do, they're trying to do dating, and, you know, one person asks the other person for in personal stuff, sometimes nudes. That's personal. That's sensitive info, too. You, you don't want to send your nudes over to some stranger and then your, 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 your sensitive spots are just plastered all over the inter internet. That's mm. not a great idea. Not that that's how it's necessarily going to happen, but you don't know. They're a stranger. Yes, don't ever send your nudes without consent. And uh, that also. But, but, like, you know, there's this idea that, like, you have to tell each other your names and your address and you know how are you going to hook up if you don't know where the other is in real life true hey tinder users just pick a place that's nearby <laughs> and meet there maybe do a hotel if you need a place that's private i yeah i uh, sure that's i mean that's so fast i'm just saying I'm, you know so tinder sure. goes fast <laughs> Uh, All right. It's been, it's been a long time since I've dated. We don't have to do this. Let's go back to my place or your place business. We can you, you can do hotels. They exist for a reason. Sure, okay. Sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're public. You know, something happens in there. Somebody's going to be nearby when you scream. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Got dark. <laughs> Keep it light. Um, so that's all I have really for... for and on that note. Yeah. <laughs> for why to be vulnerable. I'm sure there's so much more that we could say about it. Of course. It. There's, there's, these are infinite topics. Like, but every this, perspective's going to have something new to add. I felt like this was a, a, a good, you know, initial thing. And maybe we'll come back to it at some point and talk about it later. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder, because, you know, we can't listen to all five at once. But I wonder how these five shape up as, like, the intro to oh. what could be a long-form podcast. I don't know. We'll see. Because, we'll like, see. you know, these five were all us. Speaking of... Well, except for the comments. Next one. The next episode. Mm. 
we're going to start doing the suggestions. Right. So the next episode um, is you good suggestion of handling comment or compliments. Right. That'll yeah. that'll be so fun. Because that was the first suggestion we ever got, but like we've waited five episodes to actually do it. So now we get to we, we get to delve into here's into a, that. Here's a brief preview. Every one of your compliments that I've seen and heard and read so far, I appreciate and adore and love. I don't really believe you. Yeah, I mean they got a little taste of it earlier in this episode when I yeah because you right in my face complimenting how dare you <laughs> to your face <laughs> to my face how could you how could I uh yeah all right well I think we're wrap, wrapping up here so okay well thank you so much listeners for hanging out with us again um I'm so glad that this this matters to you <laughs> it's great uh so so um I hope you all find smiles this day and I'm the Accidental Monster on Medium, Patreon, Mastodon, I don't know, wherever I've signed up for lately. And uh, until next time, follow each other, follow the dopamine, and follow yourselves, always.